We are excited today because we have Aaron and Jennifer Smith. They are authors, founders of Husband Revolution and Unveiled Wife. Mm -hmm. We're on a podcast called Marriage After God. And yes. they just wrote this cool devotional, awesome which we're excited about, called The Marriage Gift, um, which I love because it's basically a prayer for your marriage every single day. Mm. And uh, I know that's something that it's like, I think we pray for our marriage, but we need to do more of that. Yeah, we do need to do so more this of that. So this is timely for us, and right. we're selfishly very excited to chat with them today. So yeah. Aaron, Jennifer, thank you for being here. Excited to chat. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. I want to start with your personal, a little bit of your personal story, because I remember reading, um, you guys said that at the beginning of your marriage, you had some financial struggles. So can you take us back to that and explain a little bit of what was going on? Sure. So Aaron and I... Well, we've been married 16 and a half years now, so we're going way back. Here, um, Do you want to go back to like even when you proposed to me, like things that you said? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's do it. Essentially, um, when I proposed to her, I said, um, we may not have a lot of money. <laughs> we may not uh, have everything we ever want, but what I want to do is I want to do whatever we're going to do with you, and I want to do it for God. And so I said, yeah. if you're willing oh. to do that, will you marry me? <laughs> He set up yeah. some nice expectations, which is good for me. <laughs> but I was really yeah. excited to jump in with him, and his heart for God was just so attractive to me. And so I knew we were going to be okay. But it wasn't until we really got into it that I realized I wasn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> just to be honest, I, I feel like... So Aaron and I got married, and then we kind of zoomed off to do mission work. And mm -hmm. we traveled for the first two years of our marriage, uh, working with yeah. an organization. We spent time in Africa. You spent time in Brazil. El Salvador, um, Nicaragua is yeah. over time. We ended up moving from uh, Southern California, where we both grew up, to Florida to work with this missions organization. And we didn't know much. We were young. I was 21. You were 22. And this was a full-time volunteer position. Yeah. Not wow. <laughs> so we, wanna, we wanted to offer our services, um, but in order to do that, we reached out to other people that we knew and said, hey, if you'd like to support us in this ministry endeavor, you can do that. We had a little bit. We had a, Very little. But we were so grateful for those people that were willing to do that. Um, so while we were in Florida, I ended up getting a part-time job at a nurse a daycare nursery, and um, Aaron worked for the organization. But we just weren't bringing in a lot of money, and we lived... Which I eventually did get a job at a church doing uh, graphic design and web development. That was yeah. later, yeah. yeah. But because we couldn't afford to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we just lived very minimally. Like, we hardly ever even drove. We bought two bikes at a garage sale, and we rode those things to the ground. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we had, we had one car. It was a Volkswagen Jetta. It was your car. Yeah. Cause we sold mine before we went to Africa and we had that car. I feel like for, for, for like five, six years yeah. straight, only one car for us and yeah. all, everything we owned fit in that Jetta for a long time. Yeah. Um, but wow. it, transitioning from that, I had school loans cause I got my bachelor's degree before going to Africa and, um, they were deferred. Um, Which but, means we weren't paying on them and yeah. for like two years. So we were kind of um, postponing the eventual. Yeah, know, we figured eventually we'd yeah. get to it. But then they, we, I had to start paying on them while we were um, over in Florida. And we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? Because we have to pay this payment now, which we didn't have any payments before other than gas and food. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're like, well, uh, and in the midst of that, we were also having a lot of turmoil in our marriage. So on the outside, it looked like we're doing all this mission work, all this great stuff, traveling. Yeah. traveling. Um, and we were, we were having fun. It was a, a really exciting time. It was I'll really say this, we, everything else kind of distracted us from just the hardship of marriage. And when you get into those initial first years of yeah. getting to know each other and like, what is it that we're doing? All those hard mm -hmm. 
conversations. Like we were just. Everything else was a distraction for that, but God wasn't distracted. He knew what was going on. And, Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we believe that the, those school loans and the, the timing of all of that, and also us not having any money and needing money, <laughs> God is like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start something that I, I want to com- finish in you guys. And we decided to go back home. We went back to California and we moved in with par- my moved parents. in with her parents for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little hard too. Well, it was right during the 08 recession. And so finding yeah. jobs during that time, it was just everything about that time was really hard. Which is so funny because yeah. back then, I don't even think we even knew we were in a recession. We weren't paying attention. We weren't paying attention to any of that. And looking back, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. So um, we get jobs. But our, our main goal going back was to get out of debt. And God used that season um, of us trying to get out of debt and for several things. He used it to show us how we can work together because we started a photography business to help get out of debt. So I had a a full-time job, you had a full-time job, worked on the weekends and we did that nonstop, which drew out of us a lot of things. Like why can't we have, you know, go do things like our other friends are doing things. Why can't we have things like other people have? This time period for our marriage too was prior to having kids. So we just spent every waking moment we had to work and to get out from under that that burden. And in the midst of all that, God's drawing out of us our own selfishness and our own bitterness and our own anger and all the things that we were trying to avoid and hide from that were happening in between us and kind of just bringing us to before him to our knees and saying, I'm, I want to do something. I want to change something. I want to, I want to renew this whole thing that you call, (laughs) you call marriage to make it look more like what I call marriage. (laughs) And uh, so we're getting out of debt and we're also getting out of spiritual debt, you know, within our relationship and, um, finding healing in that area. And so we get out of debt, um, fully, we pay off my school and we did a, I remember we did a really cute, like animated video, like celebration, celebrating getting out of debt. (laughs) Yep. Stop motion. Um, but God, it wasn't just that God was also healing our marriage at the same Mm -hmm. time. So there was a lot of stuff that he was doing in the midst of that season. So a big part of our story over the last, you know, 12, 13 years of doing this ministry has been, sharing how God uses our marriage and uses the hardships and uses our struggles to glorify himself mm-hmm. and to transform yeah. us and change us, but then also to, yeah. to be used for other people. So if we let him, yeah. if we let him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It's like, I feel like our financial journey has been the same way, like mm-hmm. at a mess, at a place of needing God to come through mm-hmm. um, and watching him use that to, draw out all these things and to develop so much character in us and, uh, and really just get us to a place where we're longing after him more, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're not dependent on ourselves. So, sure. yeah. So I love that. So I'd love to talk a little bit about, uh, praying together in marriage and kind of go down a couple different rabbit holes with this, but, um, uh, it's been something that I think you and I have done from the beginning. Mm-hmm. we, and it was just kind of our church upbringing. We just kind of always grew up praying together and it was never, it was just kind of normal for me because it's like, that's what we did before we were married. We were dating, we were praying together, uh, going to prayer meetings together and whatever, just praying together. But I've come to find out uh, that that's not that common. And there's a lot of Christian couples who just don't pray together. And, um, and anyway, so I'm curious, like, have you identified that as, uh, like, have you seen that same thing? 
Yeah, well, when we started our ministry over a decade ago, we knew that prayer was going to be an essential part of what we do because it was something that, it was like an anchor that we both clung to in it our marriage. It was essential for us. It, yeah, it was important yeah. for us, and it was something that was foundational to w- building up our marriage, and um, and it encouraged us a lot, and so we wanted to share that same message with other couples, and so we started you know, asking people, like, if you sign up for the prayer email, we'll give you a daily prayer prompt and things like that we've been doing forever. And We've been sending those for almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Daily. And then we started um, self-publishing these 31 prayer books, and I think because so much of our ministry revolved around prayer, we did get a lot of feedback, and people would share with us, like, mm-hmm. I want to pray with my spouse, but I don't know how to, or I feel yeah. embarrassed to, or it's uncomfortable, all these different things. And we know that prayer is a very spiritually intimate thing. And so we get yeah. it. Like we're not over here saying it should be easy. It's not, it's not an easy thing because what happens is, which I think is a really cool and beautiful part of praying in marriage together is you're revealing your heart to the Lord and to your spouse at the same time yeah. when, when you're yeah. doing it together. So I think that's really cool. And um, just to be able to hear, like if Aaron's praying out loud for us or just about his own heart to the Lord, like I get to peek into that. I get a glimpse of like what he's going through without him looking at me and telling me, you know? Um, and so I yeah. just, I just love that. But we wanted to encourage other couples, like you can do yeah. this. And even if it feels hard or if it feels scary, uh, we want to be the ones to encourage you to to go for it anyways and to take that risk and to jump in. Um, and so our heart behind the resources that we provide is just to share a prompt that would be a catalyst for, for people to maybe get those first words of, okay, I know we need to be praying for this aspect of our marriage, so we're going to pray this, but then yeah. eventually turn it into something so much more personal. Um, yeah. 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 We've seen uh, with our other books, um, which kind of led us, not kind of, in a major way led us to making this book, um, is people saying things like, you know, you're, you're, you're helping me have words that I couldn't find before, mm-hmm. or yeah. you're, you're causing me to pray for things that I didn't even think about praying for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this 365 prayers um, for your marriage, we wanted to bring up topics of every aspect of marriage. Not that this is comprehensive by any means, because marriage is so yeah. dynamic and yeah. so robust. And especially when you've been married a long, long time, mm-hmm. there's, those topics tend to transform and change. And and so, but we wanted to, we wanted to have such a breadth of, of topics that, they would recognize and grow and learn in this area of prayer of like, wow, look at all the areas that I didn't even think to be talking to God about mm-hmm. and asking mm-hmm. God for, yeah. for his, his will on and, and strength in and um, being reminded of. And um, the secondary part of that is we hope that it turns into conversations and discussions mm-hmm. because they may pray this together. Then afterwards be like, you know, we've never talked about this before. And, and our, yeah. and our hope and prayer is that, they begin to talk about aspects of their marriage from a heavenly perspective that they've never even thought of before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that just that intimacy together and that conversation just goes so much deeper. Like just for example, there's um, a few prayers in here that cover finances in different ways, um, which is an important thing. I think if you had, you know, the list of the top four, you know, marriage topics, sex, like, you finances. know, sex, finance, communication, right? Yeah. Um, but even more specifically, like there's one about leaving a legacy. And I know that's not specific yeah. to finances, but in a way, we hope that it would get them to think and consider like, what is what we do, the choices that we make today, how we invest, you know, how does, that affect how, how does everything that we have children? affect yeah, our children, our family, future generations that come and just be considerate of 
the power of your marriage today and what it means for tomorrow and the next mm-hmm. day and on. So, And we've also added a um, scripture, a unique scripture for every single prayer. And there's not a, I don't think there's one that repeats itself throughout the whole book. And so we wanted to, we wanted to tie people that are reading this husbands and wives to be like, well, what does God say? It's like the why, like, yeah. why yeah. are we praying this for our marriage? What, what, what makes it important? Well, if they see right. the scripture tied to it, you know, and hopefully dig in even more beyond yeah. just the one that we gave, um, they'll see that, which I think is a really cool tie in. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think there's anything more powerful than, than speaking out what God has already spoken over your life, you know? Totally. And, I, you know, we have a, a sheet of prayers for our children that we got from our church probably 20, 15 years ago. 15, yeah. 20 years ago. A long time ago. And it's just line by line. It's starting all to disintegrate. <laughs> yeah. It's starting to, but it's just all scripture, just like that. It's all scripture. And it, it even gives you the references for each line of, you know, what you're praying. <laughs> And it has been so good because there are things that I don't even think to pray over our kids. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love that I'm like, I know that I'm praying what the Bible already says yes. about yeah. who we are, who our children are, you know, our relationship okay. and all that stuff. So I think that's so powerful. And I love that because oftentimes you're right. You don't know where to start. And so if you can just have mm-hmm. that prompt of like, oh, yeah, start here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just really powerful. Yeah. So I love that. All right, there's kid number one. Kid number one is interrupting, so okay. I'll be right back. Uh, all right, so my question. I feel that... good because this, this looks like our life. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you just have two more in the mix than we do, right? Yeah. You have five? Yeah. You have five right. yeah. yeah, you guys are champions. Remarkably, uh, we got four of them down for naps. So. <laughs> that's really impressive. Um, okay, so I, okay, let's talk to the couple you know, or the spouse who is like, all right, I know this would be a good thing for me and my spouse to begin doing, but like you mentioned, I feel awkward. I feel like my spouse isn't going to be interested. Like, what would you say to them? You know, like the prayer prompts, is that the main thing? Like the main helper? Like, are there other things you would, other advice you would give to them? Can I bring up jujitsu for a second? <laughs> we talk about jujitsu a lot because we're new to jujitsu, and we're we're. Like, I want to hear all this. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my wife and I started jujitsu at the beginning of this year, and uh, the, to answer your question, um, there's lots of good things in life that you're gonna feel horrible at in the beginning, and yeah. you and you will be horrible at, and you're gonna feel awkward, and you're gonna feel uncomfortable, and it's gonna be weird, and. Um, so my encouragement is, is just like jujitsu is you just got to do it. You just got (laughs) to jump in and just accept that you are going to feel awkward. And that first time you go to your husband and say, can I pray for you? They're going to look at you and be like, okay, sure. That's going to be feel weird. (laughs) You go to your wife and say, can we pray together? Uh, it's going to feel awkward because that's a, and also it doesn't mean that the second time you go, it's going to be any easier because (laughs) talking about jujitsu, I, I feel like for the first three or four months, every single time I drove in the morning, the entire way in, I was doubtful. I was thinking, why am I doing this? I should have just stayed in bed. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, lose, uh, not, you know, fail and not, not understand or learn the process. But over time, I have seen growth. I have experienced yeah. an, a, a layer of like, this is really fun, even though I'm not very good at it yet. Um, and so the, the, the practice, right? You're practicing something. Uh, prayer is the same way. You, yeah. you enter in, you take that risk, you say yes, and you're practicing something that builds over time. And just like any muscle you, um, yeah. you get better at, you get stronger at. 
And here's an encouragement for all of those listening that are thinking, oh man, like I would love to pray with my spouse, but that like that is terrifying because it prayer is is in some ways more intimate than even sex. Yeah. Like, like that's a physical thing. And a lot of people can do that and even disconnect from what's going on. Mm -hmm. But prayer, you actually have to be opening up your heart in like honesty and you're doing it not just before God, but also before your spouse who's listening and and looking at you like, wait, I didn't know that you were dealing with that. Or I didn't know that was even inside your heart. You're making yourself known. Yeah. You're, you're, you're being really vulnerable, more vulnerable than normal probably. So here's my encouragement to everyone listening is all the things that come naturally to us in our flesh, the Bible has to tell us not to do. God, God comes in and says, mm-hmm. don't do this. Because naturally, so that's what you want to do. It's not something that yeah. you have to work at. It's something that you have, you, you're just going to like, you're prone to do it. And all the things that are unnatural, supernatural, God has to teach us to do. So Jesus taught his disciples to pray. They said, Jesus, how do you, like, how do we pray? They've all been praying their whole life. They were, they were, mm-hmm. they were Jews. They, they knew prayer but they see jesus praying and something was different and so they're like jesus would you teach us how to pray and he teaches them if 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 that was a natural thing for us like i'm just going to pray and talk to god and it it should come naturally and if it doesn't then you're something's wrong with you no prayer's not a natural thing it's an actual supernatural thing you're talking to the creator of the universe you're going before him and revealing yourself to to the one who already knows everything yet he asks us to do it anyway Mm -hmm. and so it's okay that it doesn't feel natural. And to be honest, we've been praying our whole lives with each other, with our, our whole relationship. And there's still days that I don't want to pray. Don't feel interested in prayer. When I pray, mm-hmm. it feels weak, feels empty, feels flat. Yeah. But yeah. we still try and do it. Or sometimes we're just on autopilot, you know, day in and day out, week to week. We're yeah. just like, <laughs> okay, we've got to take the kids here, do this. What What's on your agenda? Here's on, This is on mine. And we're forgetful people. We forget that some of the most important things in life, I don't know why or how we forget them, but Mm -hmm. I think having something like this resource um, to be able to remind you and just be like a little alarm of like, hey, hey, come and do this, you know, I think is good. Yeah. 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 And and I think the thing about it is when when you understand how important it is, like that helps you push through because jujitsu, it's like, great. Yeah, it's great. You know, like you're getting in shape and you're all kinds of other great things with it. But, but your prayer communing with, you know, the creator of the universe, uh, is so powerful and important. I I just went and found this real quick because I remember we did a a marriage class a while back. We were talking about money and marriage and I found this stat that blew my mind. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So this is from a Gallup poll. You guys might've heard this, but they did a Gallup poll and they studied the divorce rate, um, and you know, obviously we know it's about 50%. Okay. Well, it's not that much different in the church. It's still about 50%. Um, but they found the divorce rate among couples who pray together is less than 1%. Wow. Like who, who out loud no, pray no, together. No, less than 0.1%. Yeah. It's just bonkers. Like it's absolutely insane. But, but back to your wow. point of what you're saying about this being like the highest mm-hmm. level of intimacy, like that starts to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a there's a, a trust that gets built yeah. when you're willing to pray with your spouse because yeah. if I'm if part of prayer, there's things like confession, mm-hmm. there's things like repentance, there's things like um, uh, asking God for help, and so those things become known to your spouse as well as God, mm-hmm. and so God yeah. gets to work, God gets to participate because he again he already knows, and this is one of the the 
weird things about prayer is he's all knowing and yet wants us to pray without ceasing. Yeah. And it's like, it's like I, an offering. It's yeah. like an offering of like, he, he, even though he already knows he still, he wants us to be able to offer that up to him. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's similar to in the old Testament, the free will offering that was given. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I command you to give this, but only if your heart is willing. Mm-hmm. And so it's a command, but with, but it's mm-hmm. attached to the willingness of the participant mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the command. Yeah. And so even though he knows, just like a father, when I see my, my son, I can be watching them on the trampoline and see the, the backflip and then the, the kick to the face and, and they're crying and I'm watching the whole thing and they come up to me and they're like, I was just doing this and I backflipped and someone kicked me in the face and they're crying and I want them to still come to me and tell me. And I'm like, I know, thank you for, how are you? And I can comfort them. And so it's that approach to God that we're trying to encourage. What we want to see marriages do is we want to see them, like you said, coming together and having this intimacy with each other on a level. And it's something that needs to be practiced. Mm-hmm. And our hope is that this makes it an easier transition of learning is that this yeah. doesn't become their prayer life. That's not our, we've never, none of our books about prayer are intended to be replacement for prayer. Yeah. It's intended right. to be something to cat- be a catalyst for prayer, to be an inspiration for prayer of saying, Hey, yeah. here's some ideas for you to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now build a habit over this next year so that you and your yeah. spouse are praying with each other to your creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's good. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, advice that you would give to, yeah, let's go back to your newlywed self. You guys are dealing with the struggles, all the challenges and whatever, knowing what you know now, where you are now, like, what would you tell yourself then? If you had to give yourself one piece of advice? Only one? Oh, man. Well, as many as you want. <laughs> you can make a laundry list. How long is this episode? Right? <laughs> Probably a lot. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is um, to keep trying. I think that early in our marriage, mm-hmm. um, I gave up on a lot of things like real quick. As soon as it was hard, it was like, nope. And I'd shut down and I'd not want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so um, encouraging my younger self to press in a little bit and to um, and to trust God with my own heart and his um, no matter what we were struggling with and to keep trying again, even if those things didn't meet my expectations or, or didn't happen the way that I really wanted them to. Um, yeah. And to hang in there. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, I would tell myself back then to truly believe what God says, because we can be believers and there's many believers that have been believers their whole lives and we can believe the essentials. Like I believe I'm saved by the blood of Christ I and, and be saved, but we can also not believe certain things that God has said. And I don't know if you've ever read the Bible before and thought to yourself like, wow, that says that, but my life doesn't match it. That that doesn't feel mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Right? Like, why doesn't it look like that? How do, yeah. how do I get there? Um, and that's a, that's a belief issue. There's like that. There's the man that comes that asked to be healed. And Jesus says, do you believe I can heal you? And he says, I do believe, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And so there's that we do believe but there's a lot of things that we don't believe that's true. Um, specifically about sin um, in my life, there, you know, those scriptures that says, you know, with every temptation, the Lord will provide a way of escape. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that a lot of Christians don't believe. And so yeah. we stay stuck in certain habitual sins as believers who are actually truthfully set free by the blood of Christ mm-hmm. from yeah. the chains of sin and death, but yeah. don't believe it. We don't believe it. Yeah. We believe in Jesus. We believe we're saved, but we don't believe that the, the power of that salvation is working in our lives. And we don't believe that that scripture is true. So I would tell myself to like, no, believe what that says, that that is true. So you can walk in it. Yeah, that's good. 
Okay, so another question I'd love to ask. Uh, I'm kind of an 80-20 principle. You guys familiar with the 80-20 principle? The yeah. 80% of the results come from 20% of the effort you put in. And so you guys, I would assume it like, you know, uh, 80% of your views onto your blog come from 20% of your blog posts you do. And probably the same with your books. And yeah. that, that pattern just appears everywhere throughout, yeah. you know, the world. But if you're looking at your marriage, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys, like what you think, um, what's that 80-20? Like what are those 20% of things that have yielded the 80% of the fruit or the disproportionate benefit? Like, and this could be habits that you've done, um, anything, anywhere you want to go with this. Prayer is probably one of them. But, but yeah. within prayer, I'd love to hear, like, are there specific patterns that you guys have? Um, do you have yeah. a, like, we've had seasons where we've prayed every morning together, and then we'd have seasons where every Sunday night we would pray together. Um, do you have anything like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything. I want to leave it open-ended, but yeah, maybe not too open-ended. That's a really good question. I've never thought of that. So what are the, what's the 20% of our life that has produced the 80% results in our life? Um, so going back to the word believe, what we believe um, affects how we behave. And so I think there's been a lot of um, uh, – I would say a big portion of the 20% is is anchoring on what does the Bible say. And so we try mm-hmm. and – um, in our life, when it comes to anything, I always say, well, like, well, what does the Bible say about that? And so we, that's one, I think I would say one trend that we've had um, yeah. in all of our conversations and all of our arguments and all of our decision-making in life, we try and go back to like, well, what does the Bible say? What does God say yeah. about these things? So that will be the first thing. Um, as far as prayer, I mean, there's been many days that we've missed and we're not perfect in walking this out, but um, our consistency with praying with each other at night before bed has always been um, something that I've looked forward to and, mm-hmm. and have um, clung to in our marriage. And so I think that it gives us a moment at the end of the day to kind of recap and say, okay, what what have we been walking through? Has it mm-hmm. been easy? Has it been hard? Um, or looking to the future, the next day, whatever, and say, um, you know, submitting the goals that we have and the, the agendas that we have laid out um, before God and each other and just keep our minds on it. I think mm-hmm. the repetition of keeping your mind on the things that you're working towards together, whether it be um, relational, spiritual, or business, which we've done a lot of business together, so we always are praying over that, um, has yielded a lot of fruit. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that I think has been, I would say this is probably a, a big chunk of the 20% also, um, we do these re- regular, um, we've d- actually, we're, we used to be more consistent with it, but I think because we've been in a busy season, we haven't, but we'll do it again. Um, a couple times a year we do, um, dreaming, dream sessions, dream sessions. <laughs> and what Ooh. those are is we, we have a, a date night, um, where we go and we bring a, we bring a notebook and it's stri- strictly dreaming. We, we carve out a mm. lot of time so that we're not interrupted or distracted. And so we'll go through, we'll go through different aspects of our life. What's, what's some dreams we have for our marriage? What's some dreams we have for our kids and our family? What's some dreams we have for our work? And so that's where this book came from was from a dreaming session. That's where these other books came from They all came out of dreaming sessions. Um, trips we've been on have come out of dreaming sessions, projects we've, you know, built and developed came out of dreaming sessions. Doesn't mean they all are successful, but when we meet together and we write down ideas and they're physical on paper. It goes from like this metaphysical to physical. It's like, Oh, it's yeah. there in front of us. 
Um, and you specifically, Jennifer, are really good at like, once there's a list, she's <laughs> like, I can start checking things off the list. So, so we get this big idea and we say what, how realistic it is. We did, um, years ago, we did a retreat called the Marriage After God Retreat. And that came out of a dreaming session. And that's where yeah. the book Marriage After God came from, was yeah. from that. And so I would say our dreaming sessions have produced a lot of fruit in our life. It's cool because it gives us a a time together where we just kind of brainstorm and throw out there, like even the wildest of ideas. What could happen? Yeah. What's in your heart? Like (laughs) what is, what do you want to see come to life? And same with me. And then we go from there and kind of narrow it down to like, okay, now what's reality? Like what could we actually pull off? And so Mm -hmm. it's just a fun time where you go from like, the extravagant really and to extraordinary like to like realistic. Um, but you're right. From, from there came a lot of seeds that I believe God planted in our hearts that mm-hmm. came to fruition that. Well, and, and there's always this, we start off with like, what do we see God doing? Like how, how does God want to use our marriage yeah. to yeah. this year? And often it's, often it's 12 months to 24 months. Like yeah. I, I would, it's rarely beyond that. It's hard yeah. to, it's hard to plan past that. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I agree. Yeah. But that's so cool. Uh, yeah, because it's like you're opening up the the opportunity to sit in a moment with each other, with eyes of faith, mm-hmm. seeing what God might want to download and might want to deposit to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's really easy in the day-to-day to just try and keep up with the demands of the day, yeah. you know? And so I love that intentionality of what do we want to see as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really great. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to touch on real quick, just like really get in, uh, in the weeds, but I'd love to hear what your daily evening prayer thing looks like. Yeah. You know, it's like for us, we tend to, you know, put the kids to bed and then we'll watch a show and then we'll go to bed. Like, do you have a rhythm like that? Where does that fall in that for you? And like, what does that look like? There, oh, there have been so many different seasons of our marriage that, I mean, I could describe that look different, um, just based off of, our personal needs and what we're going through in that, in those different times. And also us being lazy at times. Yeah. And just going I would say <laughs> most consistently though, it does look like us putting the kids down for bed and trying to uh, find time that we can share together. Um, this last season we've had a hot tub. Aaron got me a hot tub last year. And so we'll spend so we'll time, hot we'll have time. hot tub yeah. time um, or a movie. <laughs> uh, the thing with the movie though, is the older I get, I tend to fall asleep on, like, I don't, I can't. I know, especially when it's like a movie hang. that you wanted to watch. Yeah. And then I lean over and she's <laughs> dead asleep. I'm like, and then I can't stop watching it because I have to finish movies. But anyways, that's more recent. And then before we go to bed, we do spend time in prayer. And we, um, we also have a, a home church that we're a part of. And so we tend to spend time praying for people in our home yeah. church, we pray for our marriage, we pray for our kids. Um, and every night looks a little bit different depending on what we hit, on what yeah. we're praying for. But then there's been other seasons where, um, they're really brief prayers and we can't even keep our eyes open or, um, or just one of us prays. Uh, there's yeah. in our early marriage, um, I struggled a lot with, um, wanting to pray. Yeah. Wanting to pray because I was frustrated with God. I, I struggled a lot with, um, feeling like I didn't deserve the circumstances we were walking through and didn't want them and was really wrestling in my relationship mm-hmm. with understanding who he is and my belief and all of that. And, uh, Aaron really stood in the gap for us on those nights of being willing to pray over us and pray over our marriage. And he, I would hear him pray for yeah. my heart. And even if he didn't know every, every small detail of what I was walking through, he could tell and knew parts of it. And so he prayed for yeah. me and I appreciated that. So for those listening, if, if you're a spouse who's eager to pray and you're, you're 
significant other is not, uh, pray for them. <laughs> stand, yeah. in, stand in the gap. And that yeah. actually, that's one of the ways we wrote this book is that it's not, it's, there is no requirement for both mm-hmm. husband and wife yeah. to read it. One spouse could read the prayers themselves. Um, cause we know that there's a lot of people, listeners probably who have an unbelieving spouse or right. a backslidden spouse or mm-hmm. a spouse that has no intention and is just in a spiritual laziness. Um, but our, our hope is of course that through time that they mm-hmm. come together and that this becomes a part of their every day. Um, a part of our night routine just to back up a step is, um, we always pray with our kids before bed. Yeah. And if we don't, if we try and walk out without praying, you didn't pray for me, pray for us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> creating those, those, those routine and those habits of, of prayers yeah. is showing that they're important, you know, praying before meals, praying when we drive by accidents, praying when we, when someone texts us and says, Hey, I'm going through something. Hey guys, we have a friend that's going through something. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. And we all pray in the car while we're driving. Yeah. That's and great. so it's, I love that. it's just a throughout the day, whenever, you know, it's always, um, and we let our kids pray a lot too. Um, and they're mm-hmm. so simple and so sweet and sometimes really funny. <laughs> and sometimes we have to say, yes. okay, you're trying Jesus name. Amen. So, Fairly normal parents, great. I think. <laughs> that, yeah. That's awesome, though, because it is creating the habit in your children so that when they do get married, it won't be weird for them. They'll just be yeah, like, exactly. what do you mean we're not going to pray together? Not. You know? That, we, would, that would be weird, yeah. We had, a time yeah. Last, we had a time this last year where we were in a heated discussion and the kids could tell there was some tension. And our oldest, he's 10, he came up and put his hand on both of our shoulders. Doesn't and even said, ask. He, he just starts praying for us. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And you, and um, it's so humbling. So humbling. Because you have to like shut up and like listen. And you're like, okay, he's right. <laughs> he's totally Whatever right. Everything he's saying is right. And Sorry, we look at everybody. each other and we like walk away quietly and with our tails between our legs. Yeah. But it's yeah. good. We, we have set so that, that example for them of like, what, what do you need when you're in crisis? Oh, it's prayer. <laughs> it's always yeah. prayer. Yeah. 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 That's so good. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come share. Uh, I yes. think it's going to be super helpful for our audience and really excited. Yeah. So everybody run out and grab the book, The Marriage Gift. Marriage Gift. It's the uh, gift that keeps on giving, really. It's true. It keeps on giving. <laughs> and where else can people find you? Where do you want people to go visit you? So the quickest, easiest way to get access to the book um, is themarriageprayer.com. It's okay. all one word. And if you want to follow us, we do have a podcast as well called Marriage After God or mm-hmm. Instagram at Marriage After God. That's it. That's, That's awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. It's been a joy getting to chat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and just it's been fun. So yeah. we will Thank see you, you guys so soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. We want to know if you've heard about our flagship class called True Financial Freedom. Yeah. And if you haven't, it's more than just a money class. Mm -hmm. It's really about fulfilling your God-given purpose, breaking free from hidden money beliefs and making a lasting impact. Yeah. And we've gotten feedback from students and they've said things like, it is the first class I've taken where at the end of each session, I felt equipped and not burdened. Yeah. And it's less theory and more realistic action steps and guidance. We've also heard it felt like a conversation with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, and it encouraged me in ways I didn't think I would ever experience. This class is on demand, and it's designed for churches and small groups as well as individuals. And you can get all the details at seedtime.com slash TFF.